I, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Did you say San Diego? I think you mean Slam Diego. The Browns have won a playoff game. This is not a drill. This is not a joke. The Milwaukee Bucks should have been wearing them Creed City jerseys. That's why they lost. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Expansion Buddies coming at you pre-recorded from a tiny apartment in Hot Springs, Montana, and a medium-sized house in Bozeman, Montana. I'm your co-host, Justin Wright, joined today by Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little taken aback by the the new style of intro you just dropped on us. I I like it, though. Well, I thought I'd just try something new out. Spice Never. things up a little yeah. bit. You know, you know variety is a spice of life. <laughs> true, true. Uh, I'm doing really good today because do you know what today was? National Pancake Day. Was it really? I have no idea. I don't know if that was today. I think it's coming up, though. <laughs> okay, well, there's two reasons to be excited, I guess. That and today, pitchers and catchers reported for spring training for baseball. It's almost here. Pretty exciting. I can feel that false hope of being a Mariners fan building up already. <laughs> also, I just checked. National Pancake Day was yesterday, the 16th. Oh, we missed it. Missed it by a day. Sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll remember that for next year. Yep. Should uh, we do a Pancake Day episode next year? <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll see if uh, any of our loyal listeners remember we even said this at this time next year. And then, who knows, someone might hold us accountable to it. True. Uh, no, uh, we're excited to be here with all of you listeners today, though, because Justin and I are going to finally get to talk about something that we just haven't been able to over the last month, it felt like, because his Buccaneers were busy winning a championship, so we couldn't talk about anything else. But uh, exciting times. Yeah, Justin, tell the good people what we finally get to discuss today. Good people, we get to talk coaching hires, and I'm pumped because... I think there's some really interesting things happening in the league right now. Um, and I'm going to bust it out with, I think, the slam dunk of the coaching hires right now, which is the Jets, which is weird to say that they had a slam dunk because after an absolute whiff. Yeah. But, and I'm going to say it wrong. I know I am. But they hired as their head coach, as you already know, because it's old news, but we're just talking about it now. But they hired Robert Saley. Sala. Sala. Oh, man. You'll get it. I work so hard at getting Tua Tungavailoa's name down that all other names are just too hard for <laughs> all me. All your now. name memory space went to that. Yeah. And I'm still, it's a good thing I'm not a commentator, though, because <laughs> I am terrible with names. I, I get my students' make names mixed up all the time. <clears throat> I have a hard time saying names. I am still trying to teach myself to say Nagamadon. I can't even say Sue's name, his first name. I, 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 Nadamakan. Yeah, Nagat. Or close. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those words I can't say. Anyway, but yeah, Robert Sala, I, though. Yeah, I think Robert Sala is the slam dunk hire of this this coaching hiring season um i was telling jared before the show started i love watching him on the sidelines he's got such a great energy he gets really pumped up um and you know he did awesome things in san francisco and i think 
Um, he's going to bring that same energy, that same, you know, mentality um, that he had on the San Francisco 49ers defense to the entirety of the Jets team. And I think that's something they really, really need right now. Um, he's definitely a defensively minded coach. And I think there's some, there's some decent defense pieces for him to work with there. And the, the Jets are going to have some decent draft picks. So if he can concur, convert those draft picks into, you know, um, star players, you know, there's a chance that the Jets may be turning around sooner rather than later. I completely agree with you. I think of the coaching hires this offseason, Sala is the the A plus of the batch. Uh, I look at this hire from the standpoint of the Jets franchise, and I'm not going to say for sure yet because obviously we're just beginning, but this has the potential to be one of the most franchise altering moves the Jets has made in their entire existence. I mean, when I think of those kind of big moves that the Jets have made throughout their history, there's only a couple that come to mind and they're arguable at best. I think drafting Joe Namath in 1965 with the first overall AFL pick was one. And I think the other one is maybe drafting Mark Sanchez in 2009 out of USC. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, he had a first great first couple of years there and then it never really did anything after that, except the butt fumble. But (laughs) (laughs) this feels like it could be one of those moments for the Jets because Mm -hmm. I think Robert Sala is exactly what this team needs at exactly the right time. They are just getting done with, two seasons of Adam Gase who was at best a zombie on the sidelines and when making decisions he went 9 and 23 as the Jets head coach there was no excitement there was no liveliness there was nothing that got the players hyped up or interested to play you could see the falling out this last year it's a huge reason why my Seahawks got Jamal Adams but Robert then, Sala, what's that? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and it's arguable that he stunted Sam Darnold's development. You know, that is more, I guess, of a yeah, what if, but or a, a speculation. But he, I mean, he, I, I think most uh, competent fans would agree with you that yes, Adam Gase being Adam Gase has stunted Sam Darnold's development and made his life kind of a living hell in New York. Mm-hmm. But Sala is exactly the shot in the arm that this franchise needs. You know, I look at other franchises that made coaching moves this off season, and I don't think any, any team needed a rah, rah pump up guy more than the jets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something I know cause Sala was a uh, part of my Seahawks coaching staff back in 2011, 2012 and 2013, when we went and won our super bowl, he was, very crucial to our defense during that stretch. He was very crucial to the 49ers defense for the last few years. As you pointed out, they went to the Super Bowl with him too. So he's, he's not only somebody that uh, has the, you know, like I said, the rah, rah, but he also, he's been around success. He's been successful. Mm -hmm. Now he's never been a head coach um, and he's making that leap now, but honestly, 
I think he's, it's going to be a seamless transition for him. And I'm really excited to see, as you pointed out, what he can do with the draft picks the Jets have mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, number two overall, there's a lot of big name guys that are going to still be on the board after number one. So it's going to be a big first test for him. Uh, and I think he'll knock it out of the park. Honestly, I think we'll look I, back at this hire in four or five years and say, yeah, that was, that was exactly what the doctor ordered. Yeah. I, I, as I said, you know, we're kind of in agreement here, but the other thing I want to point out is, you know, I mentioned Sam Darnold earlier, but there is a chance that this is exactly the change of not even scenery, but the change of personnel that, someone like Sam Darnold might need, or, you know, should the Jets decide to move on from Sam Darnold, I think Sala is a good one to help foster young talents. Cause I believe he is good at building those personnel relationships. Just look at how, you know, I didn't actually know he was on the Seahawks because I thought it was, but it makes sense that he was on the Seahawks defense. And then Richard Sherman followed him then to San Francisco. Yeah, and he and, wasn't our defensive coordinator. He was like our defensive conditioning coach mm, or something like that. But yeah. But regardless, you know, Richard Sherman is a is is a player with, you know, a big personality um that knows what he wants, I'd say. And to play under someone like Sala, I think is a big a big compliment mm-hmm. to him that Richard Sherman won't play under him, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, uh, you know, you you hit the nail on the head. This was the slam dunk of the coaching mm-hmm. hires, I think. Um, I think a lot of people maybe that aren't us would tend to lean toward Urban Meyer in Jacksonville just because of the name. And it's mm-hmm. a, a sexy name as far as NFL coaches or coaches in football go. Um, and I, I'm honestly wary of it. If if you're ready to transition from the Jets to the Jags, I'll yeah, let's let's talk about the Jaguars. I do want to say about the Jaguars real quick. Um, they did just change their home uniform to the teal uniform. I don't know if you watched the uh, the announcement video. I know it's been catching a little bit of flack. I think it's kind of hype though. I have not I, seen. I, it I like yet. it. I'll have to. Yeah, I, <laughs> gotta work in that uh, aesthetics. Yeah, um, I like the teal uniform a lot. I think it's a great color. I'll talk about it more at some other point. But yeah, let's talk about Urban Meyer going to the Jaguars. Yeah, so wearing that teal color will be new NFL head coach Urban Meyer. Uh, Very successful in the college ranks. Had an overall record of 187 and 32. Three national championships, two of them at Florida, one at Ohio State. Uh, The pedigree is there, but I'm a little wary about this. I've never been a huge urban Meyer fan for a couple reasons. Um, and he's already had kind of a flub up before things even really get going in Jacksonville with his hiring of Chris Doyle, which didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know Doyle, he hired him right out of Iowa. He was the strength and conditioning coordinator there. And Meyer hired him to be the director of sports performance in Jacksonville. However, he did not end things at Iowa on a great term as multiple reports from players past and present came out saying that Doyle was known for bullying and 
saying racial slurs. So in spite of all of that, Urban Meyer stuck by his decision to hire Chris Doyle, saying even in a press conference that we very thoroughly vetted him, he was very confident in the hire, and amidst all the scrutiny, Doyle stepped down last Friday. And this situation just felt completely avoidable. It, you know, I don't know if I really believe Urban Meyer when he says they carefully vetted or maybe in his mind they did by his definition, but this is, it's already kind of a a bad mark and, and he hasn't even hit the draft or training camp yet. And let's not forget that Urban Meyer had a pretty notable scandal go down during his tenure at Ohio state toward the end of it that resulted in him being suspended for three games back in 2018, a domestic abuse with another one of his coaching staff members that he claimed he knew nothing about. And then text messages leak later that shows, yeah, he absolutely did know about it and kind of turned a blind eye. Urban Meyer is somebody that I just get that vibe from that you really can't trust anything he says, uh, you know? And he said a while ago that he was a hundred percent unequivocally done with coaching altogether. And here he is, you know, as an NFL head coach, I just, I don't know how Jags fans can be confident in what he says or does. And I I don't know. It just, it's not as great of a hire to me anyway, as a lot of people think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I get, this comes back to my, my relative inexperience with college football. I recognize the name. I don't know a lot about him. Since talking with you, I definitely see the, the drawbacks. Um, and, you know, all I've seen is the the good things about him online, I guess, that he had, you know, great record with Ohio State. Yeah. had a successful program. Um, but, you know, also the NFL isn't necessarily just like a college program. No. Um, it's it's I, a jump that not a lot of coaches can successfully make. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's Cliff Kingsbury, let's be honest. Hey, or Pete Carroll. Or Pete Carroll. Or Pete Carroll. But, yes, I um, agree. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think – I I don't know. I don't – I think this is kind of going to be a coin flip to see how it goes. Um, it might be a good short-term thing. It might be a bad long-term thing, more vice versa. I This is one I don't have a real read on. Um and I, I'm sure I'd have more of an opinion, more of a read on it if I had watched, you know, more of him while he was coaching at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, but, I, you know, I watched a lot of him in Ohio State, but at the same time, I don't feel like I have a great read on this either because I just think we haven't seen hardly anything yet, nearly enough. But the little mm-hmm. bit we have seen hasn't been great to me. Now, he did hire Daryl Bevel as his offensive coordinator. Bevel, who I know very well from his time in Seattle, uh, he's been an average, you know, NFL coach at best, I think. And they're going to, you know, barring some, you know, shocker of all shockers, they're going to have Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick there. So he'll have tools around him, but that jump is hard to make the jump. And he's been out of, he hasn't coached in college for a good year and a half too. So he's been out of the game altogether. And we'll, I just, I guess my hopes aren't super high. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, 
I think, and I guess this is a time where I'm going to bring it up now. I'm surprised Jacksonville is one of the teams that I'm surprised didn't go with like Eric B enemy. I know it's a heavily tread, you know, I can't believe he's not a head coach. And because it's kind of true. You know, what he's done in Kansas city has been incredible. Uh, He's got an amazing track record, but you're bringing in a young quarterback who is considered, you know, I, I think like the every top quarterback is touted as a generational talent before the draft, but. But the hype is really there with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, it's no, really swirling around. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you don't bring in someone who is, you know, who is a coach that, you know, people like Deshaun Watson have gone on record saying that they would like to be coached by or like to work with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm a little surprised that the Jaguars, although at the time at the moment they do kind of have a history of being a mismanaged franchise. And I think they're on that cusp right now of being able to move forward and you know have success or slipping back into that kind of mediocrity meme area where they've been for so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the with the exception of that that kind of splash in the pan 2017 season, the Jaguars have been largely a laughing stock as of mm-hmm. late in the NFL. And I think that maybe that's part of the reason they did go with somebody like Urban Meyer, because that name alone turns heads, you know, yeah. that name alone, if it's, you know, possible with everything going on next year, will get people in the stands, something that Jacksonville has not had for quite some time. So I think that might be part of the reason they did just, pull the trigger on him yeah 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 but again i still think as far as yeah i think they do have a bit of a misstep here though anyway uh moving on i don't i don't think i have enough of a lag to stand on in regards to urban meyer so yeah we just need to see more we'll see we'll yeah. check back in and uh we'll see how this off season goes and see what he builds there but um speaking of teams that have taken missteps in their coaching hires let's talk about the texans the texans hired david culley who uh, i hmm, how to put it he's got to be better than bill o'brien right i think he's probably better with bill o'brien but the more i'm i've looked into and watched videos and read read articles about it sounds like bill o'brien was kind of the surface of the problem that the problems with the texans go much deeper yeah um (laughs) yes they do but david culla has been in the league for quite a while um he is 65 he's been in the nfl since 1994 the year i was born uh, and he's never been a head coach yeah so he's got experience, but he's not got that head coach experience. I, from what I've seen and what I've, what I've seen or looked at for him is less than inspiring, I guess is the nice way to put it. I, I just think the Texans are, I think they are continuing to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, and I'm surprised they have any bullets left. 
Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. Now that you put it in those terms, <laughs> they they have this incredible quarterback in Deshaun Watson, who has shown time and time again that he, against all odds, will make plays happen. You know, mm-hmm. the league talks so much about Patrick Mahomes. And I think because of the situation, Deshaun Watson is getting overlooked quite a bit. Hot take. I think Deshaun Watson is just as good as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but he doesn't have the the support and the cast around him to show it. So here's what I'll say about Deshaun Watson. And we'll get into quarterbacks kind of later in the show because there's some big names moving around there too. Deshaun Watson probably being the biggest. Uh there's been all this stuff going around in Seattle the last week or so about Russell Wilson being displeased with our offensive line. And, you know, a lot of people are reading, I think way too much into it saying that he wants out of Seattle. But I don't know if I necessarily believe that I will say this, if I was the Seahawks and this, this, I can't believe I'm even going to say these words out loud. I would never consider trading Russell Wilson unless Deshaun Watson became available, which he is. Now, I don't think he's available to us, but uh, if he comes calling, you have to at least take that call, I think. Yeah. And Deshaun, I agree with you. I think he is just as good as Patrick Mahomes, but we don't get to see it because he hasn't had the support system around him. And yeah. going back to David Coley, I don't know much about the guy and his pedigree. I will say this is what I'm worried about, though. I am worried about the dumpster fire he's being left with in Houston. <laughs> No J.J. Watt anymore. No Deshaun Watson. I'm trying to think off the top of my head the last time I remember a sports franchise losing two of its superstar players, not just for that era, but ever. Now, yes, the Texans are a young franchise, but those are two of the best players to ever put on the Texans uniform. Both leave in the same offseason because they are displeased with management. I can't remember that happening in any sport. I'm sure it has, but it's not coming to mind for me. That is a big, 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 big black mark on this franchise. And it's going to be something that they're going to have to recover from for years. And so David Cooley is coming into a really tough situation. I don't wish him failure, but I think that's what's waiting at the door for him. Yeah. I, so I'm reading his, his coaching pedigree, as you put it. Um, And yeah, he coached wide receivers quarterbacks and he was Baltimore's passing game coordinator. And I believe that's where he's coming from. Um, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I don't think he has the, the tools at his disposal or he's not ready for dealing with what is, what is coming. And to pile on on this, Deshaun Watson has been vocally unhappy with how things have been going, you know, and said that he wanted to be part of the new coaching hire. And I'm not saying Deshaun Washington should be making all the decisions, but if you've got a superstar quarterback who wants to be a part of the coaching hire and let your players have a say, let your players at least have a say, include them in the conversation. That's the guy that they have to be playing for. And that they, you know, that, you know, I, I have always been about that. Let your players have somewhat of a say. And especially someone like Deshaun Watson, who was your franchise's future, and you let him walk because you yeah. didn't let him have a say. Well, not necessarily yet. It's not 100% done. Deshaun Watson wants out, but the Texans are potentially holding him in. 
And well, again, we'll talk gonna... about that later. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that David Coley is just going to be a victim of circumstance, unfortunately. Yeah. He he very well might be the scapegoat that yeah that other parts of management. And I I would love to talk more about the Texans, but right now, and I'm going to kind of plug some other things. There's so many other people that have done deep dives and great YouTube videos um, explaining why the Texans are where they are. Um, Urinating Tree on, on YouTube has several videos about the Texans. I would highly encourage you to go watch those. They're, cool. they're good. They're, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he explains really well, you know, why some of their head office personnel – and their coaching decisions have led them to the point that they are at. It is so systematic in Houston. The problem is so deeply entrenched in, in the front office and the management and the ownership. I mean, it's just such a tangled web of garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So we'll see what happens in Texas. I am, I am anticipating they are going to be a bottom feeder of the league for next couple of years. years. Yeah. I don't see any reason to argue that. Uh moving on, other guys that have found NFL head coaching jobs, moving on to Atlanta, they've hired Arthur Smith after firing Dan Quinn, another guy I don't know a ton about if I'm being honest with you. Um he is coming back to Atlanta is what I've seen. <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say I knew that. Um, you can lie. The, I, pe- I, the people don't have to know. <laughs> I don't want to lie to the people. People, you Tell me if you want me to lie to you. Be honest. Or lie to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's I, I have just read the little coaching blurb about him. and um, I don't know. It's... I, I I don't know what to think about it, honestly. Yeah, and then you've got Brandon Staley with the L.A. Chargers, uh, staying in L.A., coming over from the Rams uh, on the defensive side of things. Uh, let's not forget that the Rams had the number one defense in the league this last year. They led the NFL in yards allowed per play at just 4.6. That's a pretty good thing to bring on your resume uh, to a head coaching gig. And he mm-hmm. has some good pieces to work with, as a defensive minded guy with the chargers think of Joey Bosa, Casey Hayward and Derwin James. I mean, they're that chargers defense could be pretty scary. Yeah. Depending on what he can get done this off season. And it might take a year, you know, to really get things, things up to where he wants them. But I, I think that has the potential to be a pretty, pretty solid hire too. I was a little bit shocked, not entirely that the chargers parted ways with Anthony Lynn, you know, they did have a pretty bad season this year, but I think Anthony Lynn is a really good coach too. Yeah, I I agree. I think, I think it was partially due to the circumstances that he was put into with the team. Um, I don't think it's entirely his fault. I do think he may have had a, I, I shouldn't say he may have had a hand in it. Cause that makes it sound like it was nefarious, like uh, moving the pieces behind the scenes. <laughs> But, you know, it may be partially to fall on him as well. Oh, definitely. I think, I think this is a good hire, though, because um, I think I think the Chargers honestly kind of need that that defensive mind on their coaching staff. And 
if they can match the defense to the offensive potential that we've seen this past year with Justin Herbert, I think the Chargers can be a scary good team this next year. Yeah, I mean, they were this close in so many games. I mean, they just couldn't finish games. I will say I have two things to say about the Chargers real quick. One, they really need to fix their special teams because their special teams are abysmal. That's not a hot take. That's just a fact. (laughs) You know, the Chargers could have a scary good defense. Same thing, actually, with the Rams. I kind of wanted to talk about that, too. But those two teams, I think, would be excellent picks for J.J. Watt. Hmm, we'll get to some J.J. Watt talk at the end because there's another team that I've heard about that I think is interesting too. Anyway, moving on though. So yeah, I think I think Staley's a good hire for the Chargers. I think, uh, I think yeah, I think it should be good. Agreed. Let's talk briefly about Philadelphia then. Now this is um, a guy whose name I don't know how to say. Yeah, Nick, I, I've... <laughs> Nick Sirianni? I, it looks like... Sirianni? Uh, Sirianni? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd say... I will get yelled at by Alex and will. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, he was a non play calling offensive coordinator with the Colts. Uh, the Colts who had a pretty meh season, you know, and I, I don't, I just don't know again enough about the guy to really say one way or another, the Eagles definitely needed a change of scenery. We've talked about that firing mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, I think was the right thing to do. And, you know, they're going to have their own quarterback situation. They do have their own quarterback situation brewing right now. Carson Wentz uh, requested a trade, wants out. Jalen Hurts seems to be, at least for now, the the QB of the future. So there's going to be some decisions that this guy is going to have to make. And I don't know, the Eagles are just a huge question mark right now. Mm. Yep, that, that about sums it up. Yeah, I, I really don't have anything to add on this. I I don't know this coach. Um, and I do think he's walking into a bit of a, a bit of a a bit of a mess with that quarterback controversy. Um, that's something that can be really really toxic for a team dynamic. Yeah. So, we'll see what some of these guys are made of based on what they can do with the situations they've mm-hmm. walked in. And I guess the last one to talk about would be Detroit and Dan Campbell, you know, yeah. he, again, another team that absolutely needed to make a coaching change. Matt Patricia was not getting the job done there. He was, I think in two plus seasons, I say two plus, cause he got fired halfway through this last season, but he was 13, 28 and one. That's not a good record. Now Campbell was the tight ends coach with the dolphins for four or five years there, I believe up until 2015. And then he's just served. I say served time. That's probably a really bad way to say that (laughs) he's just been the assistant uh, head coach in new Orleans for the last four years. Uh, Pretty uh, playoff. Yeah. That's a pretty good company to keep. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, again, though, he's somebody that outside of where he's been, I don't, I, I just don't know a ton about him. I didn't do my homework enough apparently, but we're just gonna have to wait and see now uh, quarterback situation there. I think that'd be a really good way to transition into players. If you're ready to, I am absolutely ready to, I, I don't really have anything to add to the, the yeah. coaching hire for well, the Lions. So the Lions have Jared Goff. Now we talked about it a couple weeks ago. 
big trade with the Rams, sent Stafford to LA, got Jared Goff, sent a couple picks to LA too. I, Jared Goff has potential, but I, I think he's very close to his ceiling, you know, based off what we've seen. And I know he was injured toward the end of this last season and that did hamper some things, but there were many times, and I've said it before, that Jared Goff's receivers made him look, I think, better than he was. Yes. And now he doesn't really have guys like Cooper Cup or Robert Woods <laughs> in Detroit. So he's really going to have to make it work with, I don't want to say nobody, but not the team he had around him in L.A. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go go ahead. Take it away. I think – from what I've seen, and I am clearly the most qualified person to talk about quarterback talents. There's there's a reason I coach junior high football. Let's just say that. Anyway, uh, sarcasm and joking aside, from what I've seen, I think I think that I lost my train of thought so hard right there. Well, I think the Rams uh, afraid. If we're gonna talk, I, I agree. Players. I think Matt Stafford is the better part of that. Um, I would love to see Matt Stafford, and I hate I hate to say this to go against your Seahawks, but I'd love to see Matt Stafford go to a Super Bowl. I I like him. I think he has done his due diligence. Uh, he's put in his. He has served his time, <laughs> and he he is the opposite of that that scenario where where one of these quarterbacks has had receivers make him look special. The other has had less than good teams and been special. Yeah. With the exceptions um, of guys like Calvin Johnson that have come through Detroit. True, 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 true. <laughs> but um, you're, you're totally right. And that's why I think the Rams won this trade. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think the Rams are going to win the NFC West next year. Yeah. This is a really, really scary team now. <laughs> but I think that Jared Goff is someone that – has a you know a moderately high ceiling not nearly as high as you know our our big name quarterbacks that we've talked about like Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson but I think I think he is kind of cursed to be a middle of the road quarterback not bad but you know he's gonna he feels very much like another just, Rams quarterback yeah. to me and Sam Bradford. Yeah. Just kind of cursed to be average. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad enough to have be terrible and get fired and out of the league, but not great enough to take it all the way. Yeah. I, and I just feel like in terms of the giving to receiving ratio in that trade, the lions gave up way more than they got. So It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Although we've talked about this trade in depth before. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do a little speculating now on guys that will most likely have a new home, but we just don't know where yet next season. Let's start with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's clear. He, I mean, it's not even clear. It's, it's been plastered on billboards on the highway, more or less that Deshaun Watson wants out of Texas or the Texans, I should say. Uh, he should just get out of Texas. He's not going to find better luck in Dallas. So, yeah. Um, although D- Dallas has some has some offensive talent. Let's 
Yeah. That, that tandem with him and Zeke, you know. Having... But that's just going from one organization that's run poorly to another. True. Anyway, Deshaun Watson, I, I've, I've seen this said on uh, places like That's Good Sports, and I'm going to kind of parrot it. But I think any team would be stupid to not, like, well, reach like, out about Deshaun Watson or take a call from him. That's like I said with Seattle. You have to take the call. At least you have to listen yeah. to it. Um, uh, the two teams that come to mind for me is the Jets. And, and then that would, of course, beg the question, where does Sam Darnold end up? Uh, that's a big what if. Or the Bears. You know, two teams yeah. that, you know, at least the bears definitely need a change under center. Yeah. Um, I absolutely. So I don't know. Those are the two teams that stick out to me, but you know, I, I think I read a thing where over half the teams in the league have called about Sean Watson already. Yeah. So Um, it's really up in the air where he's going to end up. Yeah. I think the jets, he could do some things there. I, I think he could do some things anywhere, but you know, um, between having Sala there, uh, well, and and the draft capital that could be turned into some potentially, you know, great offensive talent, I think that there's potential for him there to have, you know, a potential. I keep saying potential; it's now starting to lose its meaning. But you know, what could be a great team? But a lot of this is what ifs. Um, the Bears, honestly, I don't really. W- like it for him i know it's something that's been said a lot and yes the bears do have a pretty good defense um but i do kind of feel as though their offense has been mismanaged over the last couple of years um yeah you don't pick mitch trubisky number two overall if you're not mismanaged a little bit yeah and i think you know the way they've handled uh players like cohen has been kind of mm, less than optimal. Well, now, and it's starting to happen to, you know, guys like Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I would much rather see him go to the Jets because I think his potential to be successful is much greater in New York. And if you're looking at this, yeah. the Jets standpoint, what better way than to just completely distance yourself from the Adam Gates era? Yeah. Getting this new head coach, just getting this monster move done to get Deshaun Watson load up in the draft. And all of the sudden, you know, they're an arsenal on offense. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I could totally see that happening. I think it's a little soon maybe to do, well, depending on what they can do contract wise, cause that could put them in cap hell. And then if they don't, yeah, if they don't make it or they don't do anything with it, then they've just, you know, screwed themselves over in a long run. Um, some other things, and I know we disagree on this. I think the Broncos would actually be a good fit for him. And it's one of those things, again, I, I watch That's Good Sports, and he's a big Broncos fan and keeps saying it. And Daniel, if you're listening, you know, I'm going to put these vibes into the air for you, but I do think the Broncos have a good offense that could be I, – I think they have the makings of a good offense. Let me say that. Because right now I've said I, I've I've said in the past my issues with Drew Locke, and should he, you know, I think the right move for the Broncos would be move on from him. Expect if they could get Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm losing my 
my mind trying to say this, but I think Deshaun Watson could take the Broncos offense to the next level. Let me there. That's boom. Done. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk right now of Von Miller being on his way out to tour in Denver. And I think that Deshaun Watson wants to go somewhere where not only does he have the support on offense, but he has the support on defense. You know, he doesn't want to be playing catch up every game. I don't know. Denver just doesn't feel right to me. And yeah. I, I mean, I guess as I say that loud, maybe the bears doesn't feel right either in that sense, but I, you know, at this point, like I said, it's, it's so wide open still. There's so many t- teams that would improve greatly by having him under center. Um, that I think, I think most teams would be improved with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I, I am counting, you know, you know, we have the Buccaneers have Tom Brady right now. I, I fully, if there was a chance for us to get I- Deshaun Watson right now, I would, be pressing that button full bore on that train. Yeah, there in fact there's only a couple teams that I think if you were to took a look at the 2021 season would maybe not be improved by having Deshaun Watson and one of them would be the Chiefs. Yep. And I think the other one would be and this is all banking on the fact that the Jags do what they're supposed to do and take Trevor Lawrence, although Trevor Lawrence is not proven in the NFL yet, I get that. But mm-hmm. if the hype is true about that young man, I think the Jags will be just fine with their quarterback. But other than that, pretty much every team in the league, I think, could stand to get a guy like Deshaun Watson. So I, I partially disagree with you. I agree with the Chiefs. Um, I think I argue that the Jags would be improved, even if they are taking Trevor Lawrence, because Trevor Lawrence is an X factor. We don't know what he's going to do. Um, Deshaun Watson is literally a proven quarterback you know with you know winning seasons winning you know playoff wins under his belt with a coach that has been less than good he's been less than bad in fact um but i'm talking about bill o'brien deshaun watson is yeah 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 great um anyway but i think the other team that wouldn't necessarily be improved by having deshaun watson is the Bills. I, I was think. just going to say that too. The Bills just came to mind. Josh Allen is... I, I think Josh Allen is right where they need to be right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But anyway, I, there is a lot of different places that he can go. We are not saying anything new with our speculations. No, 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 no. This has all been said and, a million times. Yeah, when you have something like ESPN right now, which is like 24-7 hot take news network... <laughs> um it's hard to say something new that they haven't already said yeah so i don't know i feel like at this point we've kind of beat the deshaun watson speculation to death. yeah let's move on to one that's maybe not as hot of a name but uh definitely a notable name carson wentz yeah carson wentz another play i mean the bears have been speculated with him legitimately mm-hmm. uh you know so i could see that happening too wouldn't that be just the biggest F you to Carson Wentz to trade him to the bears for Nick Foles back? I, yeah, that would be quite the, uh, well, quite the move. And the other, the, the other place that I don't think would be good for Wentz's health, but uh, as we were just saying, is going to need a quarterback is Houston. Most likely he could end up with the Texans. 
I God rest his soul if he goes to the Texans. That's that's a fate I wish no quarterback. And sadly, someone is gonna have to fall on that sword though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where Wentz should go, honestly. He's had such a regression in in his development. I think he needs to go someplace where he can have a legitimate O-line is the biggest thing. Somewhere that's not going to get him beat up play after play, game after game, season after season. Help preserve his health. Let him take time uh, and make his throws and make his reads. And then a coach that is, you know, good with quarterbacks that is cognizant of development needs and can see what Carson Wentz does wrong and help try to fix him, you know. A place that comes to mind is kind of a hot take as far as that is concerned that I haven't at least heard thrown out yet. The 49ers. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think they need to get rid of Garoppolo. That I is, agree. That is not working. I have never seen the appeal of having him as your quarterback because he does not perform in the big moments. And I will argue anyone who says otherwise, I have yet to see a quarterback that you would classify as great that overthrows a wide open receiver on third long in the Super Bowl with the game on the line. But if the 49ers were to move on from Garoppolo, I think that Carson Wentz could fit there. I really could see it because they do have a competent coaching staff that would not do to him what Philadelphia did, I don't think. I mean, what you had in the San Francisco this last season was a team decimated by injuries. And we saw what this team can be when healthy. Guys like George Kittle, you know, Nick Bosa on the other side of things. That's a scary team over there. I know it mm-hmm. because I play him mm-hmm. twice a year. Carson Wentz, I think, could thrive in a place like that. The question would be, if I'm the 49ers, is he too much damaged goods for me to even want to look at? Yeah. So the one, I'm going to throw this out. I think a really good fit for Carson Wentz, and I, I say this and I'm thinking like, hmm, Am I gonna am I gonna make this my where I think Carson Wentz should go? And I think I am. I think he should go to the Colts. The Colts have have an incredible O line with you know uh Quentin Nelson who is allowed like two sacks, I think. Like yeah, it's, it's like two crazy... or three in his last like one thousand some snaps. Yeah, that that kid is crazy Whoa. good. Yeah, it's, I still think he got snubbed. I, I honestly think I honestly think he should have gotten more awards than he did his rookie season. I kind of think he should have been offensive player of the year, but I digress. Damn, to give offensive player of the year to a lineman would be unbelievable. But look at what he did. No, you're Damn right. Fuck. You're right. I mean, it's... his his addition to that team took the Colts, in my opinion, to the playoffs because that little bit of extra time, his skill – to give, to give Luck the time to throw and not be pressured and on the ground every play allowed Luck to make the incredible throws that we saw. Anyway, moving on, I think Quentin Nelson could help Carson Wentz in much of the same way. Give him that time to not be injured and make throws. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the Colts have a nice little offense going right now. Oh, they definitely do. I mean, and they are in need of a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great fit for him. I would like to see Carson Wentz go there. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it would be good for him. Yeah. Frank Reich, he knows him. Yeah. I, I mean, it works. It works on paper. It works. So it, I could totally see it. It works on a it. lot of levels. I think we could see a resurgence of, of Carson Wentz. Um, and, you know, as far as coaches, I think would work well with him. Um, unfortunately, Bruce Arians isn't available. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I think the Colts are a good fit. Well, here's if we're, if we're, you know, I won't even say that's a hot take. My 49ers thing kind of was. I'm going to go even hotter than that, though. Keep him in Pennsylvania. Get him over to Pittsburgh. Get Roethlisberger oh. out of there. Wow, that had, that like broke my brain. <laughs> that's not even like a, a something I had considered. A take so hot, it <laughs> burns your brain. I love it. Uh, I'm serious, though. I mean, this the Ben Roethlisberger glory days are long gone. The Steelers need to move on. Uh, I, 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 I would like to pile on on that real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but Steelers, Mike Tomlin. I know you're. I know you're listening, buddy. <laughs> I know you're out there. I know you're actually not. But if you guys don't move on from Ben Roethlisberger this off season, you are wasting time you are are okay with being mediocre yeah and losing in the playoffs to the browns again oof <laughs> you need to move on your your complete your complacency your holding on to your franchise quarterback for too long you know ben's overcooked take him out the oven you know send him out to pasture He's dry. Um, that's a that's a cow reference for Kyle. <laughs> hashtag oh. cows, Kyle. Hashtag um. pandering to the audience. <laughs> um, but get him out of there. If you don't, you are going to be cursed to either just miss the playoffs, lose immediately in the playoffs, or have a terrible season. Yeah, no, there's there, no there is not there. going to be success in Pittsburgh until you move on from Roth. We saw that put on display in that playoff game against Cleveland. But, you know, the more I think about it, why not? Why not send Wentz over there and see what he can do? You it know, could be interesting. It could be interesting. Definitely make some headlines. And that's, I guess, what uh, what we love more than anything in the offseason. So if we have talked quarterbacks uh, to death and out the window, let's talk about the man of the hour, J.J. Watt. Uh, I have said from the beginning that I think a really good fit for JJ Watt and my boy, Colin Coward agrees with me. He got the idea from me. I'm sure actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, green Bay, you know? Yeah, that's, I, I agree. He wants to go to a contender. The Packers need something to get them over the hump of the NFC championship. Why not? Their defense has been, you know, average, I would say over the last couple seasons, a guy like JJ Watt makes it better than average. Mm -hmm. It's a great compliment to Aaron Rodgers, and not that the Packers really need it, but it gets people in the stadium. It sells tickets. 
J.J. Watt's from Wisconsin. He played his college ball with the Badgers. I think it's a great fit. And I, yeah. it's, it, it just, I know that there's been a lot of speculation over the last couple days about him seriously considering the Browns, and we can talk about that in a minute. But something just screams Green Bay to me. Yeah. Um, J.J. Watt is another one of those players that, you know, he – he is a little bit older in his career now, um, but he brings an instant improvement to most, if not all defenses in the NFL. Now, actually, I'm not going to say all most um, I'm going to tell you my fun pick first, because I think it would be a nice story. I'd like to see him go to Pittsburgh where he'd be reunited with Ooh. both of his brothers, because I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And I think, I do think JJ Watt is a big proponent of his family and getting to play with his brother on defense could do the Watt brother on oh. either side of that line coming at you. So you have both <laughs> Watts rushing the edge. Um, you have Minka Fitzpatrick on that defense. That yikes that defense gets stacked. That's yikes instantly. It is a scary defense. It's a fun story. You've got the defensive Watts and then you've got the Watt fullback. You know, it's full wattage in Pittsburgh. <laughs> full wattage. I love it. Um, anyway, but then my contender pick is um, the Rams. You know, pair him with Aaron Darnold. Aaron Donald, not Darnold. Yes. Aaron Donald. And that is, again, a scary, scary defense. It's already a scary defense. But here's what I'll say to the Rams. I don't think they can afford it. Yeah, the Rams uh, have some cap issues. I mean, you the guy you just mentioned, Aaron Donald, <laughs> he's taken yeah. up a chunk of that cap space. But and can you blame the Rams? Look how talented oh, that no, guy is. No, 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 I'm not saying that. They should. He should absolutely be taking up that chunk of cap space. Absolutely. But you, you just can't afford to pay a J.J. Watt on top of that. That's my thing. I, I mean, it would, I would be having nightmares for a calendar year if J.J. Watt – join the Rams because <laughs> I, I don't know how our offensive line could even just begin to handle it. And I don't even want to imagine it, but yeah, there's again, he's one of those guys just like Deshaun Watson that if he comes calling, you pick up the phone, whoever yeah. you are. And he is, you know, he tweeted out just today, Wednesday. Uh, he said, man, free agency is wild. And I think that's because, he is like the hottest commodity on the market right now. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the team that he has reportedly shown interest in the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland Browns. I, I think that's actually not a bad place for him. No, it's not a bad place at all. The Browns have got some real defensive talent that, yeah. and if, if everyone on that defense can stay healthy, which is the if right now, Talk again, talk about a scary defense, you know? Yeah. Cleveland's offense has already established itself. Okay. It's their defense that was suspect. And yeah, like you said, you add a guy like JJ Watt and you were talking about his brothers in Pittsburgh earlier. I think the one thing he might want more than to play with his brothers is play against them twice a year. Oh my gosh. That would be pretty exciting. Add that level to the rivalry. Come on. That Brown Steelers rivalry is already getting nasty again because of this playoff mm-hmm. thing. Add JJ Watt in the mix. You got wattage on both sides of the field now. Yeah. But yeah, man, 
that's I I see some things I like on that defense to pair with JJ Watt. Well, and, and him and Baker would be fun together. That'd be I fun, agree. You know, for the whole city of Cleveland, and I mean that's another team that just got their first taste of success for the first time in how long? And, and they yeah. they want something more, and they want something that's going to push them forward. And JJ Watt, he, he could easily be that thing. So a lot of fun speculation on where he could end up, but my, my pick still green Bay. I'm holding out hope that he goes to the Packers. Uh, I would really like to see him go to Seattle, obviously, but I know that's not going to happen. So no, I think, I think right, right now, Seattle is more interested in actually, man, they should be really interested in JJ Watt. That defense needs some help still. Uh, yeah. I know they improved. I know they improved. No, I'm not going to talk about our defense. What we but. need to be focused on right now is an offensive line. That's what we need yes. to be focused with. So let's offensive not- line. But man, I I have the sneaking suspicion that Seattle is maybe not going to do as well on their O line issues as they should. Uh, that's not really a sneaking suspicion. That's called the Pete Carroll special this time of year. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think there's some tight ends coming into free agency that the Seahawks might be rubbing their hands and like peeking around the building, looking like. Mm, uh, well, hmm. Greg Olson maneuver. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, let's not talk about my team because I'll just get sad. I want to throw out another hail mary shot in the dark where JJ Watt. I won't say he might end up, but just an interesting thing to think about. DeAndre Hopkins tweeted at him, join me again, bro. Let's finish this. Oh my gosh. I know. I saw that. Get that man in the Arizona Cardinals red. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, I think that one, I want to say, I think that speaks volumes to JJ Watts leadership and him as a teammate that, you know, they play different sides of the ball and a very talented wide receiver wants him to come and play with him. I think that's, I, I like it. Honestly, I have gone on record saying I like Cliffs Kingsbury. I like the Cardinals. Like is a very loose word for Cliff Kingsbury, yes. but mm, I like, I like what I see with that defense. I like Buda Baker. I like him a lot. Yeah. Still, JJ count, out run, the, still count out run DK Metcalf though. No, I'm kidding. Buda Baker is excellent. He's excellent. Buda Baker is a good defensive player. And, you know, that's a defense that does need a little bit of help. Yeah. JJ Watt could be that help. Yeah. I, I think the Cardinals are one or two steps away from glory right now. They could be. Unfortunately, my division is just tough and getting tougher. Yes. But – yeah, it's fun. This is fun to think about where he might end up. And we'll look back at this episode in a couple months and say, boy, we were right on the money or probably more likely we were very wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, we are amateurs exercising thought experiments on where we think players could go. Yeah. And for um, some reason, you guys still listen to us. So, yeah. And, you know, some of our takes are popular ones and they're popular for a reason. That's we never claim to be the most original, except when we're talking about like Colin Cowherd. Clearly, he gets all his ideas from us. Yep, you heard it here first. But... He heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, no, we uh, like I said, this is just two guys speculating over where they think these superstar players might end up. 
that was kind of the aim of this episode, though. We wanted to talk about everything that we haven't been able to talk about because your Buccaneers kept stealing the spotlight. Yep. I'm not going to be sad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's going to at least get us close to time here. We've got to do shout outs real quick. I'll let you go first if you've got one. Gosh, I don't have one. I don't think that I can think of. That works. I've got two then if we can work that in. If you don't have one. Uh, My first one, shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Tebow announced his retirement from baseball today. Oh, he did. Well, four seasons with the farm team for the New York Mets. I think he finished his career with a 222 batting average and a 389 on base percentage. So, shout out to Tim Tebow, number 15 in the with the New York Mets. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then for the heck of it, random shout out. Shout out to Big Mike on Twitter who followed us. Mike. We have no idea who this man is, but we do know he's a Buccaneers fan and he probably followed us for all of Justin's great content. So we got another Twitter follower. Shout out to you, Big Mike, if you're listening. Big Mike, respect you for the Buccaneers, man. Let's get it. I saw he's a big Spurs fan too for basketball. So maybe we'll have to talk about the Spurs to keep him around. Yeah, we will pander to our audience. Yeah, it's not just about you anymore, Kyle. (laughs) Or you, Daniel. (laughs) Or you, Mom. Now it's Big Mike. (laughs) Yeah, no. So shout out to to Tim Tebow and Big Mike. That's my shout outs this week. I like that our fan base is so small that we could buy every fan we have a t-shirt and not break $100. True. Maybe we'll have to do that someday. Yeah. Um. Yeah, tweet us with things that you'd like to see. We're always talking about, you know, stuff that we want to do. What do you want to see us do? You know, do you want to see us do more video content? Do you want to see us play a game? I don't know. Um, But, you know, tweet us. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys. We love it when you tweet at us. Um, You can find us on Twitter at the expansion BU1. Again, that is expansion BU1. If you're not following us already, please do. Uh, we tweet all the time. We put polls up. We love engaging with you guys. We love talking to you guys. Um, and you can, of course, if you're already listening, you know where to find us. Um, hope to see you again next week. And thank you again for listening to us. For the Expansion Buddies, I've been Justin. I've been Jared. And never forget. Party like it's 1976.